Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues with Part 2 on the sermon entitled, Christ Cures Lust, preached on May 25, 1997. Now, if you have your Bibles with you, please turn to Matthew chapter 5. 27 through 30, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, meaning causes you to stumble, your right eye functioning as a trap, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Sexual purity. And we have outlined a number of uh, practical steps to enjoy a life of sexual purity, which in turn will give us glorious freedom and great boldness to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to add a few more points. First, avoid bad company. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33 says, bad company corrupts what? Good morals. Avoid it. Cut it off. Or turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And uh, let me read again that section found in beginning with verse 14 of 2 Corinthians 6. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? The answer is what? Nothing in common. Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? These are rhetorical questions. The answer is nothing. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Nothing. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? Verse 17, therefore, come out from them And be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. Yes, we have an obligation toward unbelievers and toward the world. And we can render that obligation when we are separate from the world. We are light of the world. And you are not helping the world by being in company with the world. Therefore, Avoid bad company. And if you are born of God, you will do just that. And if you find it difficult to do this, it means you may not be born again. If you are born again, you will cut it off. Second, what is the meaning of this statement? Cut off your right hand. Gouge out your right eye and throw it away from you. I said it is hyperbolic language, but it has certain meaning. It means radical action 
to be taken. Radix means root. Fundamental action must be taken. It means decisive action must be taken. Definitive action must be taken. It means quick action must be taken. It means costly action must be taken. No matter what the cost is, right eye and right hand valuable to us, but if these have become traps, in other words, anything that causes us to sin, we must radically, decisively, and quickly, and at very high cost, get rid of it. That's what it means. So it certainly doesn't mean mutilation. Find out what causes you to sin and deal with it surgically, quickly, decisively, definitively, at all cost. Save yourself. That's the idea. Next, be working, be busy. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. In the springtime, when kings go out to war, David did not go out to war. He was not working for the Lord. He was being lazy. And let me tell you, when we are lazy and self-indulgent, then we get trapped in all kinds of sin. In other words, be busy. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Always give yourselves to the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Be busy. Praise God that you are busy. It's an advantage for us to be busy, to be engaged in divine task, to go to work, to come home, to pray, to read the word of God, to witness, to live for God, busily engaged in the task of God. So we don't have time to be seduced by Satan. So learn a lesson from David and what happened to that man. Next, have self-discipline. Job chapter 31 and verse 1 tells us Job made a covenant with his eye. Let me read it to you. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. Mastery. Discipline. And notice what happened to David. He wasn't working and he was sleeping at the wrong time and he got up and he looked and he saw he coveted he took but here is Job long ago says what I made a covenant with my eye make a covenant with your eye not to look at a girl or boy or man or woman lustfully not to look at pornography not to look at anything that will lead you to the actual committing of sin. I said it all works in the imagination. Isn't that true? And outward action is the fruit of the root of an evil imagination. Next, dress modestly. Dress modestly. Parents, teach your children to dress modestly. Parents, I say to you, dress modestly. Don't become a stumbling block. Not become a trap for other people. Be clothed in godliness. Next, live by 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31, where St. Paul tells us this. It's very important, whether it is for sexual purity or anything else, to deal with any sin. What is this? Whatever you 
do whether you eat or drink what do it all for the glory of God ask the question how does this glorify my God who loved me and sent his son to die for me on the cross sin is a serious business Christ had to die to atone for my sin how does this course of action will bring honor to God and listen to the answer from the holy spirit if there is no answer forget about it there should be a crystal clear direct word yes it is perfectly good it brings glory to god don't rationalize it next be sober and vigilant i do i mean by that sobriety means correct understanding of reality and uh, and you you come into reality and understanding of reality only when you are in the word of god when you listen to jesus and the prophets and the apostles they speak about heaven and hell and judgment and and demon soul things transcendent things eternal Now when you listen to the TV or read magazines papers you don't get any kind of reality. And that's why turn it off. Read the word of God, pray seriously until you are brought to God consciousness. Until you understand what is reality. Until you understand this world is passing away. Until you understand that Jesus Christ is coming again to judge the living and the dead. until you understand there is a new heaven and a new earth think about reality and every other kind of living is not real it is not sober living next think of your soul we don't speak about soul we speak about eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage planting and harvesting buying and selling is that true People are not speaking about soul. There's soul. Remember what Jesus said what what does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul in hell? More important than eating and drinking. And that soul is going to go to hell or go to heaven. This is serious business. So subordinate everything for the health of your soul think about soul did i cultivate my soul today did i nourish my soul today how is the health of my soul next speaking about sexual purity the bible says it is better to marry than to burn that doesn't mean marriage is the total solution but it is a lot of solution it's a lot of solution but it is not the whole solution look at david he had six wives he was married but it didn't keep him from serious and grievous sin however saint paul says it is better to marry than to burn but if you are a christian you marry in the lord what does that mean a lot of people don't know that it means that person is born of god it's repented of his sins trusted in jesus christ alone for salvation 
and trembles at the word of God and comes under complete government of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sovereign Lord of the universe. That's what it means. Not because somebody said he's a Christian or she's a Christian. It doesn't mean a thing. Marriage. Marry in the Lord. Marriage is honorable. Marriage is an institution established by God himself. And if you are married, read 1 Corinthians 7, it says, defraud not. And this is a sane counsel by St. Paul. Proper expression of sexuality within the context of marriage is demanded by Scripture, by Christ. Next, learn to deny yourself. Jesus said, deny yourself, take up the cross daily and follow me. Deny yourself. What does it mean? It means to say no, not only to things that are wrong, but things that are also legitimate. And in the Old Testament, people were required to deny themselves one time a year on the Day of Atonement. They were to fast. And I'm sure they wanted to eat that day. There is that pain. And they would say to themselves what? No, 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 no. God demands that I fast today. I say no. Be disciplined and say no and make it stick. We are not a disciplined people. May God help us to discipline ourselves. Fasting and praying. Fasting is a New Testament concept. And you see St. Paul fasting... Barnabas fasting, if it, if it is good for Barnabas and St. Paul, it's good for you and it's good for me, read Acts chapter 13 and Acts chapter 14. Don't buy everything you want. Say, no, I don't need it. I can live without it. How many people are into financial big time trouble because they have no discipline? Who we are is not determined by what we possess. Think about the health of our soul. Next, receive grace. St. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 8, God lavished upon us his grace. Lavished. Speaks about abundance. And James 4 and verse 6 says, he gives more grace. It says he, gave, he gives grace to the humble. Hebrews 2 and verse 18 says Jesus helps us who are being tempted. Jesus is not in the business of helping angels but Abraham's descendants and we are Abraham's descendants. He helps us who are being tempted. Isn't that wonderful? Grace comes to us. And Hebrews 4 and verse 16 says there is a an invitation. It says, let's approach the throne of grace with confidence. And what's the purpose? To receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. John said, the commandments are not grievous. You see, you have to go to the throne of grace. Boldly receive mercy and find grace so that when the need comes... You are adequately furnished with grace by which to overcome temptation. Think about that. That's why we need a devotional life, a serious prayer life, and all that. 
Let us live a grace-rich life. You don't have to live a grace-poor life. God has lavished upon us his free grace. And he delights to give to us grace. Hallelujah. Grace. The condition is to be humble, to be dependent, to be needy. And he gives you grace. Not only for sexual purity, but any other thing. Anything else. Next. I said avoid bad company. But now I say seek spiritual company. Godly company. Fellowship with wise people. God-fearing people. People who are on fire for God. People who will cause you to think transcendently. People who will lift you up into the heavenlies. Rather than talk about the new car they bought. And the dents on it. It doesn't elevate you at all. Doesn't help you, sister, brother. Next, and most important, let me tell you, fall in love with Jesus. Because Christianity is not keeping this and keeping that and doing this and doing that. It is that, but more than that. It is falling in love with Jesus Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. He died on the cross for me. Enoch walked with God. Walk with God. Love God. It's not dry theology. It's not do's and don'ts. It's a person. Love him. Speak to him. Walk with him. Fellowship with him. Pray to him. Love is the fulfillment of the law. And if we love Jesus Christ, we will control our eyes and our imagination and our thoughts. Because evil imagination grieves the Holy Spirit and grieves Jesus Christ. A luxury we cannot have. Christ died on the cross. Let's have a deep understanding of sin. And let's understand what God did to deal with sin. It's serious business. Satan comes and says, so it's okay. No, don't, don't worry. It's all right. Just one time. It's okay. Have, have a little fun. We are subscribing than to hedonistic philosophy. Have fun. In other words, let your eyes see Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. See him. Job said, I made a covenant with my eye. And I will not look lustfully upon a girl. But God has given us eyes and we should fix our eyes upon Jesus. Upon Jesus Christ. And you will see him very clearly in his holy word. The whole book is speaking about Jesus Christ. Finally. When you stumble. And when you fall. Repent. And forsake and get going. You understand that? Repent and forsake and get going. Because Satan wants you to wallow in it. Tell Satan. Have been justified by faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, I have grieved God and I repented, and His word said, If I confess my sin, God is what faithful and just to forgive my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. 
Hallelujah. And trust in the blood of Jesus Christ that is shed for me. Hallelujah. Quick. Repent. Forsake. Receive forgiveness. Get going. With a good conscience. Hedonism will take you to Gehenna. To hell. Said Jesus. Holiness takes you to life, to the kingdom of God, to heaven itself, to which Jesus has entered, having gone through the heavens, we are told in Hebrews. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Make every effort to be holy, for without holiness no one will see the Lord. I say, be not deceived by new morality of hedonism that is taught in public schools, in universities, and everywhere. Moral relativism is pervasive pervasive and in that context let's listen to Jesus ego delego humin but I say to you and let me tell you I don't listen to anybody else who gives me psychological sociological nonsense I listen to Jesus Christ the sovereign lord of the universe who said I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to him and enter into life. Hallelujah. What is salvation? Salvation means freedom. To hate sin and to love Jesus Christ. Posse non peccare, able not to sin. is the freedom that you and I enjoy now. And when we get to heaven, what will happen? Non posse peccare, not at all sin. We will not sin there. The very presence of sin will be dealt with. Perfection will come. But let me tell you, here and now, we have freedom to say no to Satan and to sin. Hallelujah. Being set free from the dominion of it. Hallelujah. Even now we can pursue righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. So I will listen to the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you will practice these things. Young person, old person, practice it. And all of a sudden you will have boldness and confidence. And the gospel will come out of your mouth with conviction. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to practice sexual purity. In Jesus' name, amen.